you go down. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another incredible episode that I have planned for you guys of the Carlos Inspire Show. It's your host, Carlos Siqueira in the house. Hopefully you guys are doing amazing because it's about to go down. Have an amazing guest on today's show. The guest that I have here for you guys today, we're going to have a great, great time, ladies and gentlemen. Because the topic of today's show is about stopping picking the fruit that cures the sins that makes you win in business and end your struggles. I want to introduce you on the stage, Donovan Fogerson. He's a speaker, a minister, a filmmaker, an author, a husband, a father, an all-around multimedia geek. He's the owner of Relic Wood Media and the Roswell Film Festival. He works with corporate and small businesses to enhance their brands, people, and outlook on success. With no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my brother from another mother, Donald Fogerson. What's up, my friend? How are you? Hey, Carlos. Doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for uh, uh, giving me some time on your show. No, my friend, uh, welcome to the show. It, you know, as I always like to say, it's about to go down. And, uh, you know, people are going to be, you know, we, we all we all have uh, uh, picked the fruit at one time in our lives and committed sins. So we're going to talk about some of the sins that we have committed in the past. And uh, but before we go there, you know, uh, you wrote an incredible book called Sins Cure, No More Picking Fruit destroying the root and you know so i chose today's show a topic in alignment because your book is incredible and i believe that's one of the secrets to success is facing our sins yeah. is stopping picking up the fruit and peeling the layers of the onion because how can we expect to take others our companies our brands to places that we haven't been before and until we go that deep, until we go that deep, I like to call in some of my species and become the essence of God, which is to live and operate from a place of faith and drive and just know it that is there, even though you don't see it and believe in yourself from their place, ladies and gentlemen. That's when the magic starts. And very few people is willing to go there. So I'm very excited to discuss this topic with you today. And then let's go straight into it, my friend. I want you to tell me a time in your life when you were sinning, when you were at your lowest, when you hold on to that fruit. And how did you overcome from those tough times? Let's start it there. Okay, uh, fair enough. And I uh, that's something that I practice in all my teaching is transparency. Um, I'm very headstrong and I'm very intense in who I am. So a lot of times it can appear like uh, I'm not as vulnerable, but if you read the book right in the introduction, I go, I go there, I, I go there immediately. I love um, the cover, by the way. Thank you. I, uh, that's something I actually designed and uh, hired a graphic artist to finish, but uh, I did that myself because I wanted to encapsulate, you know, where this all began. You know, uh, we, we all know that uh, the fall in the garden, regardless of our spiritual background, whatever, we all know inherently know that that's where 
it was introduced and presented. And so we, we do a deep dive into why we do what we do. And I, looking at myself to answer your question, for, for most of my life, and even now, if I'm not practicing my own teaching, okay, full transparency, if I'm not going there where I need to be going on a daily, regular basis, I slip back into it. And a lot of it was was based in uh, pornography and the, the the intense things that that comes along with it, um, all the way into my marriage, and uh, and it literally brought me almost to a point of full divorce at at one point. Unfortunately, I had a very powerful uh, spiritual leader that grabbed me and set me down and in a very forceful way because I needed that kind of a wake up to say, dude, you're you're destroying your life. And it and I and I knew that and I and I think we all know that these things that we do inherently we know are destroying ourselves, creating bad behaviors that hurt ourselves, our family, our friends, or even our business act activities or our sales or our abilities, and we don't know what to do with it. So I set out on the journey to go. Okay, first of all, I need to work on me, and so I didn't come out. Uh, I, this wasn't written and this wasn't developed in a pattern of I see this in other people and I want to fix them. That was not what was going on. I, I needed to uh, understand for me, and then I realized as a pastor at the time that there was so many people that are facing the exact same thing. And then I realized not so many, we all face this temptation of things that are selfish behaviors. And, and here's, the, here's the key, okay? I'm not hiding anything. Uh, there's no mystery to this. Selfishness is what brings us to the place of causing sin which, caught, which is damaging behaviors that destroy uh, us and those around us. And so we, we go through a whole process of how to stop being about you. The phrase that I use on a regular basis in our teaching is you must be busy about yourself. It just cannot be about yourself. And so it's very important. And, and there's a fine line between working on you and it being about you. Because if it's about you, we all know this, even in, in a business sales meeting, if it's about you, you ain't going to win. <laughs> you know, it's it's got to transition out of what I want and meeting the needs of others properly. And I do it because if I'm a minister and because I'm a pastor, but then I'm also a businessman. I, I come from that spiritual background. And so I began to dig through and I began to go through scripture and find out what does it really say about why was I hurting myself? What, what was my problem? Why, even though I knew consciously here that I didn't need to be doing this anymore, the actions were hard to break. The habits were were hard to break, uh, you know, because we are habitual creatures. Yes. And so I had to figure out what is what does scripture really say? And then practically, how do we truly live it? Not just quote what it says, but how do I this morning when I get up? What are the habits I need to be following when I'm faced with a tough situation? How does how should I receive it? How should I then uh, respond to it, you know, and on and on. And that's what we do as we go through the process. And so what I'm putting through here is the very thing that I'm living myself and full transparency. I told you, as I started, when I'm not living it, I pay the same price again. So it's something that has to be an ongoing pattern that we follow. Uh, psychologists will tell us that it takes seven days to break a habit uh, 23 days to start a new one and at least 63, 65 for it to become semi-permanent. So we purposely designed a 12-week uh, system. There's 12 sections to the book, 12-week video course, all this that goes with it, so that by the time you're done, you're well past that 65, you're up to 90 days, if you're following of building these new habits and getting it done. We, we wrote it at the level of a 13-year-old, 
so that even junior high students can go through this. Um, but we, I teach it on a very deep cognitive level that even if you apply the exact same principles in the way that you do business, when you're interacting with people, when you're, you know, if you've conquered you, now I believe you can affect the five areas of influence in your life, which is first of all yourself, yeah. your most important area of influence that we neglect the most, yeah. no, <laughs> which no, is I, you. I, I, I love you it. Know? I love it. I also did, you, know, you broke it down. Oh, how, why, oh, do, why I do I see, hear myself? Hear myself. All right. Oh, See, that's what happened. When you do things live, <laughs> no worries. Testing, testing. Okay. Can you hear me good? And you can see I'm passionate about what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and I apologize. I don't know if I finished uh, the, your original, uh, your question, but yes, uh, I, I had developed a serious pattern of, of porn in my life. And, uh, and it was, it was debilitating because it, it would cause me to interact inappropriately with people, not even realizing it you know, or it would cause me to be on edge. We all know this when, when uh, that was my place of weakness. Some people, you know, I've got, I've had family members that w alcohol was their big, was their big issue. They couldn't just go to a party and drink. They would just destroy themselves. And, uh, and, and so whatever it is, whatever these behaviors are, it really causes us to be mean and angry and hurtful people. Even when we don't want to, we have good intentions to go into interactions with people and then we walk away going, what did I do? How did I, you know, and that cycle demeans us, bringing us lower and, and it makes it difficult to dig out. And so, yeah, that's what got me down this path. Wow. Now, and, and I love that you, you, you're playing full out and, you know, and talk about it because it's going to help a lot of, uh, of our followers and our listeners over here. Sometimes, you know, there are things that are happening in your life and you're like, oh, I cannot break through to this thing and through that thing. But, okay, what other have we really, really looked in the mirror and peeled all the layers off the onion? Have we really had that conversation to really, okay, where is those areas that I lack? And it's nothing wrong in going talking to a therapist, in hiring a coach like yourself or myself, in calling somebody and seeking help. There's nothing wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen. I tell people all the time, constantly, stop, find a therapist, find a coach, have two of them, you know, because the moments that you break through those things is phenomenal. The things that unfold from there, which now brings us to some of the amazing things that you went on doing in your life. I mean, you know, you are in filming and production and, you know, with the Relic Media and uh, Boswell uh, Film Festivals and all the amazing things. And you're incredible in that those are your superpowers. And one thing that I always say, brother, is that brand is the most singular thing that grows anything. So now once we done deal with our sins and you uncover, so now is the time to work on your brand, ladies and gentlemen. You know, like, like say if, the, if I look around and I look at the things like Samsung and Bose and Apple computers, I look, those things like they didn't came and knock at my door. Right. That, that is branding. And I want you guys, you know, to really, really think about this and even play with us. So you guys that are watching live, type in the comments. How many of you watching us right now are producing two to three videos on a daily basis on TikTok and LinkedIn? I want you guys to type it below. How many of you are producing two to three videos on LinkedIn and TikTok on a daily basis? See, here's the reality when I ask that question on the stage, bro is that every time I speak on a stage, a mastermind, whether it's 30 people or 3,000, 90% of the people 
I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I asked myself, like, but how come only 10%? And, and that is even sometimes, sometimes you get 2%. And those are free marketing tools right now that LinkedIn became the new Facebook business. It's not just like going and emailing and spamming people. No, it's producing video content, blogs, and putting on your timeline. Right. And on a, but on a consistent basis on TikTok, people do get business on TikTok for all kinds of industries. But again, that consistency normally doesn't happen because we haven't dealt with some of the other garbage that we don't want to face yet. But once we dealt with it and you start becoming consistent, you start seeing it. Now more people show up to your business, to your podcast, to buy your book, to buy your courses. And you are incredible you have the incredible superpower of producing in film. And I would love if you could share here with our audience some of the strategies and hacks on producing great content, brother. Well, uh, again, I don't want to speak higher than my station. I'm no, uh, uh, no superhero in the arena, okay? So I will tell you some things that I have learned and some things that I've actually practiced. And, I, and so I don't want to sound bigger than I am. But uh, what I have found out is that uh, genuine content always wins out. Um, part of the reason, and I love what you just said, when you can learn how to get over yourself, now you, I believe you can now fulfill your true calling in life, whatever you were designed to be, whatever your gifting, talent, all that can be. A lot of marketing that I see that goes bad is because it's about them. Yeah. And quite honestly, I don't want to watch content that's about you. Yeah. What I want to watch content is how, how can you help me win at life? And if you're helping me win at life, then I care about you. Then I care about your subject. Then I care about, then, then I'm interested to hear your story. Um, but, uh, and then that's something else too, is very few people are storytellers in content. And uh, I love the way Gary V put it, you know, just tell your story, just tell your story, whatever that is, whatever's going through your day. And I'm not good at that yet. I'm, we're literally looking at 2022 on how I can begin doing that within this content because we just finished the online courses. We just finished the new uh, speaking channel that has a year's worth of free, almost 18 hours worth of Bible teachings for free on there. And so I'm working on how to do exactly what you're saying and leverage these different platforms but making sure that I, when I'm building all of this, as I'm getting prepared for this next year, how to present things that matter to the viewer, not, not I'm trying to convert them to a buyer, not I'm trying to get them to do this for me or look at me, look at me, look at, you know, that, that's, that's a terrible game. And we've all been that. We've all been the ones flipping through the uh, menu on YouTube. Yeah. And we look at the, and we look at the little uh, the, the the little tag and the thumbnail, and we click on it, and then all of a sudden we're like, "Oh man, click off," because it wasn't something that was presenting value that enriched my life, and then I would have cared what they had to say, you know. And and so I think that's that's our biggest hurdle because social media it's a double edged sword. It has opened an opportunity for us, but it's also opened an opportunity for a lot of people that shouldn't be speaking. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you about it. I talk about this stuff all the time. I wish it would be a Navy SEAL training for right. somebody to really call themselves an influencer or they allow them to go on video or to walk on a stage for real. And, <laughs> and when you're referencing brand conversation. 
I think you get this, but when you're referencing brand, brand doesn't mean put your logo center stage on the screen constantly big and really in your face. Brand is you. People yeah. buy people. People don't buy products. They use products, but they buy people. So become something that can be of value. And you say, well, I'm not good at talking and or I'm not good. Then just talk. People are okay. You know, people aren't stressed over whether someone's the greatest orator. You know, that's nice and that's a bonus. But, you know, just start doing, just start releasing the content, just start getting it out there. And the more you practice, the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. You know, I started speaking on stages when I was five, six, seven years old as an actor. And by the time I was 15 or 16, I was then professionally speaking in teachings and things like that. And I still, goof it up and I still have issues and I've done this for decades and, and you know, uh, on that topic I love how humble you are like, they like it you constantly say that you are not you know fully great at this and like you said you've been doing this for so long right and you're an amazing storyteller pastor and you learn so much right from filming and acting and as a pastor because you know that's what we do right we tell stories and I, yeah. so I just wanted to uh, appreciate your level of humbleness because you are incredible and very talented. And speaking of some of your talents, my friend, I mean, you know, things like art, acting, directing, producing, set design, singing, writing, graphic design, video editing, photography. You have all these incredible trainings and, and that, that you have learned in your lifetime. And you spoke in small from small crowns to thousands of people in your lifetime. What is something, uh, Donovan, that you wish you knew, you know, uh, before you begun your career, my friend? And, and it is what I'm teaching, and this is why I'm so passionate about it. It's just not about me, nothing. Um, and from a spiritual perspective, even the air I breathe, it wasn't mine. Yes. It was something that was created and that was a blessing that was given to me. And so to settle down, I worried too much throughout my life about what other people thought about me. I needed the, the acceptance. I needed the attention. You know, I was the typical stage person that looked confident up there, but I was terrified as to what people thought about it. Did they like it? Did they not? And it's not saying that you shouldn't be concerned about that, but it was obsessive. And it was it was debilitating to me. And so I, I wasn't able to be a good friend. I wasn't able to be a good husband. I wasn't able to be a good leader, even at, at a lot of times. And so it would translate into arrogance to try to compensate for that lack of feeling of confidence, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that does completely, you know what I mean? It, and it's something that's unconscious. We yeah. do certain things, you know, because and, and it's crazy. And it's funny how you, you bring it up about people, um, you know, we worry so much about what others care that we don't do things. We became paralyzed, right, from doing the videos, from putting the content twice a day. Oh, nobody's clicking. Only one no, one people click or one comment. But you see, we all started there. The right. greatest of all times. They didn't have anybody at the beginning. And, and like, you know, one thing, uh, one of my signs uh, um, that I always have, and this is actually a great hack. You can go on the street, just Love it. into a sign. Yes. Yes, and yes, yes. Somebody recorded you and just something this silly. Stop trying to please everyone. Secret to happiness. Just by doing this, what I'm doing right now in the middle of a busy street, I don't care if you live in a farm and you do that and you have somebody record it and you just do a little dance, you know, whatever, people are going to stop and, and you're literally teaching them something. You know, right, right. breaking yeah. their pattern from scrolling down because a lot of people, they're not willing to do something this simple. Like, what is it to be shy of doing something like this? 
or like, oh, I cannot do it, Carlos. Oh, no, you you got this. You and, and, and Donovan, you know, you guys have a lot of training. No, no, no. Anybody can do it. And you'd be surprised. You do something like this in a busy street. Now you have 30,000 views on TikTok and, and Facebook, uh, 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 you know, Reels. Facebook Reels just started less than five months ago. And when things are new and you do it and you the first ones, guess what? The algorithm is in your favor. Literally, I had over 4 million views on my Facebook Reels. And it's only four months. That's more views than my whole Instagram Reels because I got late in the game on doing Reels on Instagram because at the beginning I was like, nah, there wasn't that many people watching. But I said, I'm not going to do the same mistake when Facebook Reels started it. And because I got in the game, and I just do silly stuff and I teach and I do silly things in there. Four million, not even four, five months old, less than five months old. But again, I wouldn't have, you could have been that person watching us right now from home just by doing something similar, which is where my brother Donovan over here is preaching. Just stop giving a demo what other people think about you. Just stop pleasing others. I normally, I was going to use the other one, but it, it cuss. I don't want to cuss in front of a pastor, but it's about stop giving up. F beep what other people think about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those are my favorite signs, but something like that. And I think I think what helps is in the midst of this, and this is you know, you you introduce this by that using what I'm talking about. If it's not about you, then you can be genuine about this too. That's that's an important component to this. Don't mimic somebody else, don't try to be somebody else. We don't need you. We don't need an apple tree trying to produce oranges. If we planted an apple tree, we want apples off that tree. You know, so whatever you're planted to be, whatever you're gifting, whatever your talent, be that and sell it out, like sell out to it, like be it wholeheartedly. And if you have 10 people that believe in you, you've got 10 people that believe in you. Quit worrying about, you know, well, Carlos had 4 million. Okay, maybe you're not supposed to have four million. Maybe you're the tree in the middle of the forest that not everybody sees, but you still need to grow and fulfill your your purpose, you know. And uh, and so I agree with you. Yeah, don't be afraid to just be you and do it well. I You'll find your audience. Instagram at the beginning. I wish. Imagine if you guys have been doing YouTube. You know, I started doing YouTube back in the day when MySpace was a thing. I was on MySpace. You know when I how I became. I bet great. you had a soundtrack on your MySpace, didn't you? Oh, dude, MySpace, I was there live all the time. I was the young Carlos, early 20 years old, 21, 22. I was promoting events and, and, you know, parties. And I was just there live. Who's ready to party on a Friday or on a Saturday? I have this Brazilian celebrities coming to town. And, you know, I'm picking them up on the airport. And we're going to have a great time. And I'm doing it in Portuguese and, and, and then in English and practicing. So all those early days on my space, practicing, yeah. practicing, yeah. practicing. But it goes all the way back to selling that bread at age seven years old. I didn't know how to sell it. I didn't know what I was doing. But like you say, I didn't make it about me. I made it about them. How can I create an experience yeah. to my client? How can I give them a great time, you know, as they enjoy what is eating the I bread? Love, or, I love know? Zig Ziglar's phrase that he gives on this. And I've got it. It's back when Facebook still allowed quoting, you know, where you'd put a quote on your page. Yeah. I still have them on there. And I don't know if you can even add those anymore, but they, I, I don't know if it's his grandfathered or whatever, but it's not a big focus, but I put that on there. And, and what it says is it, to get everything you want in life, you have to first help other people get what they want. Yes. It's, it's always, okay. it's always the key. 
You know, it can't be about you. And if it's if it's not about you, you're going to win people because we're all desperate for someone else to sing our praises. We just it, it's the way we're wired. And so if you will sing other people's praises, celebrate them, honor them, make them feel like kings and queens. Now they go, well, who are you? I want to know more about you. And there's your door. There's that that moment. But it's got to be genuine. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, so it's true, just, it's just like, be real. Just be yourself because we always tend to do more for others than what we do for ourselves. And when you focus on being the other person and stop comparing, one thing I constantly talk about is that I am you, you are me. The only difference between us is time. And, 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 and love it. You know what I mean? Like I always have people like, preach and pray for your enemies and for the people that hate on you and they're jealous of you. Just be yourself. Focus when you are now, you are down, you're feeling down. Maybe, you know, you're not selling enough books or enough courses or getting enough clients. Focus on helping others. Yeah. Focus Celebrate other people. You know what I mean? Like yourself from those experts. And you have an amazing courses and, and books. And then you have something that called the Sins Cure Movement. I love that. And, and it was born out of years of yourself, right? Researching for answers to this powerful question that I want you to tell us a little bit about. Why do we face such a destructive, damaging path to ourselves and those around us? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think sure. I, I love movements. I love building movements. And that's a, a great name, by the way, the Sins Cure movement, just powerful. <laughs> you know, well, so. Thank you. Thank you. And, and again, we're just at the formative stages of that. That was something that I wanted to do as we got into 22 and kicked everything off was how can we have something that people can commit to? And if they're in the program, we have a private Facebook group specifically to where everybody can communicate together and all that. And so that's where that can be really championed and celebrated. And why did I make it private, not public? because people may talk on some very serious issues and we don't need uh, yahoos in there uh, jerking people around. Yeah. So um, so I do make it private for that purpose so that you got like-minded people. But the, the, the point of why do we do what we do, uh, Jesus said it plainly. And again, as a minister, I don't mean to offend any of, any of your people that aren't spiritually based, but that's the angle I'm coming from. The truth is the truth either way. And the principles yeah. were correct. Um, he said, when we, if we want to obey all of the law that was set forth and that God designed and everything, that we need to, first of all, be positioned upwards, meaning we need to get our lives right and clear in the way God designed us to be. When we get in alignment with that, then he said, now we need to be positioned outward. So it's, first of all, he says, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your heart, with everything. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And if you notice, none of that's about you. None of it. Zero. And so in order to break these patterns, we've got to start getting our perspective out of ourselves onto what he designed us to be so that we can get in alignment. You know, it's, it's like a car. If it's not built by the creator or by someone that knows how to do it the way the creator or to follow those things, it's not going to work together. If they just handed you all the pieces and you tried to put it together, you'd be like, whoa, there's no way. If you didn't have a manual or instructions or training, well, why do we fight so hard about going back to the creator that built us the way we are and learn how we're supposed to function and how we're supposed to run and how we're supposed to fulfill our lives and then learn how to bless others in the process? Um, you said something before, and, and this has a lot to do with it too. Ed Milet, I was on a tread, treadmill about six years ago. <laughs> I like to do uh, podcasts and things like that when I'm working out. 
And he made a statement. He said, if you were called up uh, and I'm going to paraphrase. So uh, sorry, Ed, if I get some of the phrasing wrong, but um, he He's made a, a statement. Shout out to my brother Ed. <laughs> oh, man, I love him. Um, and uh, and he's real, too. That's what's yes. awesome. But if he said, if you got called to go uh, play for the Super Bowl today and you're not an athlete, what's the first thing you're going to do? And so I piped in and, and he goes, you'd hire a whole series of coaches to get yourself ready. He goes, but the biggest game of your life, which is your life, you refuse to be coached. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it stuck me on the track because I'm going, I'm working on being a coach. And then I was going, but wait a minute. Even at that point, I wasn't really fulfilling what I needed in certain areas of my life and having someone coach me in that. And so, you know, sometimes you need an offensive coach. You need a defensive coach. You need a trainer in the gym that's teaching you this. You need someone that's showing you how to write. You need someone to teach you the skill over. We need to be reaching around and grabbing coaching that will look for our blind spots and the things that we're failing at and that we're not doing well at, or maybe the areas that they can champion and say, man, you're really good here. Really reinforce this. You're doing great here. And, and that's that's part of our goal through all this. The Sins Cure Movement is to help people get their minds into that right place so they can go win. You know, my hope is that every person that goes through this comes out of this later going, my goodness, look at what I'm doing now. Look at what I'm achieving now. And, and the strength of being able to build those daily habits so that when the temptation comes back, whatever that may be, your temptation may not be something that affects people the way that I mentioned before. It might be that you're just a control freak. Yeah. You know, that's damaging to people. You know, that's just as much sin as the person that goes out and shoots somebody because it's causing damage around you. And now the consequences might be different, but the point is, is it's still damaging. And so our goal is to help people with whatever is plaguing them, you know, whether it's outward that everybody sees or whether it's inward. That's the scary stuff, the stuff that no one sees because we get good at hiding it and playing with it and, you know, and defending it, too. That, that's a scary thing. So, um, yeah, we, we run through the various bases of it. I give the basis of what the background is as to why we do what we do, um, how to combat it, if that's even an issue, if that's even possible, because I put it as a question mark in that chapter. Um, what, what is the root? I believe that it's important if, you know, and I use the illustration that if you had a cut on your arm that eventually uh, wasn't dealt with properly and you just put, you know, but it went deep enough that it could cause infection and so forth. But if all you did was just put cream and a bandaid on it and the infection goes in there, eventually it's going to get into your bloodstream and it's going to destroy the whole body. You have to get to the root of the problem in order to deal with things or all you're doing is putting band-aids over it, which is what most of us do. Yeah. We get into really bad situations, really hurtful stuff, and we put band-aids on it instead. Of, so we deal with the roots with people. You know, what are the different versions of selfishness that arise and what does it look like? We, we give very clear understanding of from arrogance to pride to self-pity to, you know, there's a whole list there. You know, these are your red flags that, oh, nope, nope, you're going to ruin whatever this interaction is about to come because it's going the wrong path, you know. I think it's incredible. Now, yeah. how do you recommend, I mean, you guys checking it out, you know, uh, uh, his book and his courses, uh, the Sin Score, uh, the Sin Scare, and, uh, you know, and going to his site, you know, because it, it's like, it's incredible uh, movement that you are building there, my friend, and, and you know, Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the best place that they can look more into it. DonovanPokerson.com. I've, I've made it simple uh, so that depending on what they're coming for, we do feature films and I do work with businesses on commercials and things like that. So we have that section in there. 
I do have a business podcast that talks about the city that I live in, the one of the most famous cities in the world, the Roswell, New Mexico. Yes, yes uh, there were uh, the alien capital of the world and all that. So I, I talk about businesses that are related here. And and then I'm also a Minecraft creator. And, and so I the best place to start is off that site and it, it will guide you through. It's pretty simple. I try to keep things simple and easy to navigate. And uh, I, I happen to have been smart uh, 15 years ago to buy up my name.com. So uh, I've been able to, no, no, been able to I, keep I, on it. <laughs> I love that. But I highly recommend, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and now you are there with your beautiful family, your wife and your kids. Thank you. And, yes. and uh, you know, and, you know, I am a family person myself. My daughter just turned 10. And, and you know, and uh, a lot of kids around the world, they call me dad, too, because I'm out there you know, uh, feeding a whole bunch of families that are facing um, hunger right now. And uh, so you guys watching the show right now, every like, every comment, every time that you guys watching us and you tag somebody here, you know, they all counts. It's more people that watch our shows, it's more people that support our show and our guests that have incredible content that they are putting out there, that all of us went to school, into seminars, into training. Some of us have spent from hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in learning all those things. And we are putting it out there. And the stuff that we put in for free, most people charge a tremendous amount. The things that we put in with the price is to make sure you guys get it done. It's to make sure that you guys do it because when we pay for something, we are more likely to get it done. And I would love you to tell me, your kids come to you right now, and if you could tell them, the, the holy grail secret that, that is a must for them to do in business, no matter what, to continue the legacy, the focus on legacy. What is the number one and two advice that you give to your children, no matter what, you must to focus on those two key points to continue the legacy with the focus on family, that somebody can apply for their own family? Okay. First and foremost, and I believe this wholeheartedly, you have to figure out what you were created for. Yes. And it's not crazy difficult. I, I've had it all my teaching years. My dad and I really, really meted this subject out. The biggest concern that we all have is how do we know if we're in the will of God at, for our life? It's a, it's a perplexing thing. It's something that traumatizes us sometimes. And what I've come to the conclusion of through scripture and just life experience and everything and, and through prayer, my own relationship with God is this. Are you doing everything you know to do that's right today? Then you're in that will place. So learn to really purposefully do what's right. Even if no one else will. Even if everybody else walks away from you. Even if your own family disowns you. Do what's right. It matters. Those of us that are getting older, I'll be 49 here in a few weeks. So I'm not ancient, but I'm getting older. Wow. You look younger Where? than that for sure, brother. You got to pass <laughs> a little bit of that. Pass a little bit over here to this side. <laughs> well, you're, you're very kind. Uh, I, I work hard to make that happen. It's not easy at this age. but uh, I heard, I heard. I'm getting up there. I'm almost 40 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but seriously, honestly, it has to be purposeful. Nothing's going to accidentally happen in life. We all love a recent thing that I've really been pondering. We all, and this stays right in the same vein of what you're asking. We all want those suddenlies in life. But if we study history and we look at it carefully, everybody's suddenly that happened, that was amazing, that was awesome, that we wanna celebrate, it was decades of hard work that went led to that moment of suddenly. Every, every person, 
Um, John Maxwell had a book called Failing Forward. Highly recommend it. But it, it, in there, he goes through every single major hero that we look at that's that's super high line and all the trauma and life mess that got them to that point that now we celebrate. And so, you know, I would tell my and I do tell my kids this. This isn't something that is just made up on the spot. You know, you've got to know who you are. And that requires working at it every day and then be sold out to it. It's just got to be that way. Uh, my daughter's about to get married. And when when the guy came and sat with me, I asked, I, I said, I only ask of two things from you because he said, I would like your blessing to be able to, to marry your daughter. I said, oh, two things. When you look me in the face and you tell me that you believe this is the path that you're on, that you are honestly telling me that, that you have come to that conclusion and you have worked hard at meeting that out with God. So that so that because whatever you really, truly sell out to, you'll you can accomplish in life. And then secondly, to, since you asked for two, this is the same questions that I said to him, is that you would guard that home with your life, that there's nothing that would that would go against that home that you're building and, um, and, and including jobs, including me. I said, if I lose my own mind and I'm saying stuff that, that you would guard that home and tell me to bug off. I said, I need you to be that type of a man so that the future generations that come out of this line have stability, have quality. You know, my dad taught me uh, the importance of going after what you were made to be at whatever cost. And when he died in 09, he made me promise. He I still remember about six months before he passed, we were sitting in a hospital and he said to me, he says, he said, Don, um, there's, I've got a lot of regrets at this point because I know I'm dying. And I realized I didn't risk the way that I should have. I knew there was things I should have gone after, but because I was worried about someone's thoughts or I was worried about the outcome or what, and he goes, I'm dying. It's not going to matter. I can't go after any of it now. He goes, so promise me this, that you won't make the same mistake. Go after everything that's in your heart as hard as you can and, and, and believe it and do it. Learn what you got to learn, figure out what you got to figure out. Don't worry about anybody's opinions or thoughts or anything. And if it fails, don't worry about that either. Learn from it. Get back up and let's go. Just promise me that because at least I know that you'll go higher than I did. You know, and uh, and so I hope that answers your question. Obviously, I could go a lot deeper, but I hope that sums it up. And in, in yes, no, it's beautiful. What a, what a beautiful answer, man. God bless your father. Uh, incredible advice. Wow. And uh you know, it's funny that you, you, you're talking about this and as he knew that he was going to die. And one question that I always, you know, man, we're coming to the end of this show, but it's just like, what an incredible show, brother. You know, I love it. Uh, you know, so much wisdom and, uh, and knowledge. Um, and here's a question that I ask all my, all my guests, all the amazing people that come through the show is, let's say, and now you say you're what, 50, 49? So let's say it's, um, 60 years from now, and uh, you're 110 or 109, and it's your eulogy, and they're going to read it, and they're going to say, Donovan Ferguson was an incredible father, human being, entrepreneur that assisted millions of lives in his lifetime, and he brought a happiness to many with his productions and his videos and his assistance with the local businesses and the global audiences that he served. But in Donovan's Fulkerson's own words, he was dot, dot, dot. Who was Donovan Fulkerson? 
I would love, and I've actually said this before, so it's not something that's that's not new to me. When my dad passed and at his funeral, the pastor there literally said this from the mic. And that moment I said, okay, that's, that's my, that's my bar now that the bar has been set. And he said in his close to 20 plus 25 years of senior pastor at work, he said, this was the first man that he had ever known because they were personal, very close friends that reminded him of who Jesus was. Mm. And I sat there and I'm literally, I was stunned because I, I, I'm there, I'm in a fog, you know, this is my dad, this was my best friend, he's gone and he was gone at 59. So it was early, it wasn't, it's just not right. You know, you go through all those. And, uh, and I looked up and, I, and I'm listening and I'm hearing that and it was just clear as day to me. It's like, that's it. If, if, if I could do one thing that truly did what was necessary and I wasn't at the time, <laughs> I was... I was doing good. Okay. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I, I've done a lot of good things in life, but the inner me wasn't in that type of alignment to where I don't believe that if I had died that day, that would be the statement. And so my challenge to myself on a daily basis is, by the way, I'm shooting for 150, but, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> serious. So, you know, so I'm only a third of the way there, but, but if that could be the only statement that was there, that that would that would thrill my soul to know that it didn't matter what was in my bank account. I want to have a ton of money because I want to do a lot of things for people. I want to do a lot out there, both my family and others. But regardless of all of that or all the notoriety or any of that that might may or may not come, Lord willing, that they would say that there was a man that was after God's own heart. It was a man that genuinely blessed people, genuinely followed God. He didn't just say these things. He didn't just memorize scripture. He didn't just use it to his advantage, but he truly lived it. And so I've asked, even in prayer, I'm, I'm like, Lord, give me the years so that I can redeem the ones that I wasn't totally there. And I can make these next ones totally there. You know, and, and that's my goal. Wow. What a beautiful answer. <laughs> Damn, I love it, my brother. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another incredible episode with my brother from another mother, Donovan Fulkerson, man. A shout out to this brother here and to his beautiful family and uh, all the things that he's working on. Sins cure no more picking fruit, destroying the root. Highly recommend you guys looking into it. Check it out. Go into his site, uh, Donovan Fulkerson's dot com and uh look into the sin cure movement very powerful and uh just incredible so much wisdom if you guys like what you heard here in the last 45 minutes get ready so much more to learn from this brother here and my friend such an honor to have you on the show uh you. you know really enjoy us this time here and uh ladies and gentlemen you guys know the drill as i always say life you know it's all about the mission never the commission and as I always love to say, the days that breaks us are truly the days that makes us, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. My friend Donovan, any last words, brother? Uh, just thank you. Okay. It's, it's an honor to uh, be around someone that's committed to doing things uh, strongly, swiftly, and taking advantage of the day. And so I appreciate what you do. I appreciate what you do for others. I know you, you do a lot in the background just to bless people. 
and it's it's admirable and 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 noticed so thank you thank you my brother thank you god bless you for those beautiful words you know i'm just uh, you know on a mission to leave this place a little bit better than what i came into i've seen enough death in my lifetime that I, if i can save you know a few more lives in my lifetime i you know i'll be very happy i've been pleasantly and that's why i love to do shows like this and, and um you know and bringing amazing guests like yourself is because we constantly receive letters and emails and messages on social media that because that guest or because we did that show whether we was just doing a solo show or we had an incredible guest like yourself and we spoke life into them and because of that those words of wisdom at that day at that time that we needed to hear it and saved their life they stopped yes. from pulling the trigger from jumping the bridge and Love that. there is no money in the world that can ever pay that no money that's no stages. You and I have been on big stages. We sold tremendous amount of money from in one day from selling books and courses and consulting fees and all that stuff. But none of that we're going to take it with us. But when you get those calls and those messages and those texts because of that show, because of that episode, and it's, you know, you cannot put a price on those things. So you get that hug from the kids and the families that are facing hunger right now when I travel around the world. And because they know that because we showed up and it's all because of this show. It's because of guests like yourself. It's because our sponsors, as you know, all the money that we make from this show, whether it's from affiliates or sponsorships, a huge, a massive amount of that go towards our causes to making poverty history. That's my mission in life. And uh, I'm very happy to have you on the show, my brother. And uh, we're going to continue making it happen. And hopefully I can keep up with you into 150. I got to work. On, I'm working on it. Working on that. <laughs> you guys understand. I'm not fat. I'm fun size. <laughs> Ladies it. and gentlemen, I love you all. God bless you all. I'll see you guys here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 5.35 p.m. Pacific time. Rain or shine. It's about to go down. It's your boy, Carlos Cicada and Donovan in the house. God bless. Thanks, Carl.